Baptist Church this morning. I'm so glad to have you with us. Thank you for choosing to come to worship with us this morning. Just a few announcements to get us started. Um, don't forget uh, the things in your bulletin here. Um, we have some things coming up this month. We have a revival coming up September the 11th. And so we have a prayer uh, time for that at, is it 6 or 6.30, Joy? 6.30 at Joy's house this week. Um, so come out and it's just, as we begin praying uh, for our revival, um, we'll hopefully, uh, Terry is hopeful that the weather will permit we can have a work day this week and uh, it won't rain long enough for us to get some work done. Um, but this time of the year, it's, uh, you know how that goes, it wants to rain and thunderstorm every afternoon. Um, at 5 o'clock today, um, at Crest High School, meet me out in the parking lot, and we are going to gather up. Um, we usually do it on the front steps of the school, but I don't know how we're going to, I don't know how everything is over there, but we're going to pray for the students and staff and the school grounds as we prepare to go back to school this coming Wednesday. So uh, we'd love to have you come out for that, uh, Crest High School, our, our community school here. Um, I don't think I have a whole lot of announcements. Um, most of the things are in your bulletin. Um, I would like to say if you're a guest with us for the first time, we're, we're so thankful that you're here. Um, there are some pew cards we have in the pews in front of you, and we just ask that if you can, if you would fill one of those out so we could get to know you a little bit better and drop it in the offering box on your way out. Uh, that's all we need from you. And um, Terry has said that um, he is trying to get the um, church directory, our online church directory updated. It makes it easy for our deacons to get a hold of you. And uh, if, you, if you don't have your information in the church directory, he has the forms that um, he can give you if you need one. And you can fill that out and uh, you can fold it up and put it in that box or hand it back to Terry or put it in the church office and we'll make sure it gets to where it needs to be. There's no sensitive information or anything, just the basic information that you can find. So um, do that. at this time, we're gonna have a video in just a moment, but before we have a video, I'm gonna turn it over to Jim. He has to make an announcement. And I just ask that we, let's focus on God this morning. Good morning. Just wanted to make an announcement on behalf of the finance committee. We're handing out the proposed budget for the 22-23 church year. If you didn't get one on your way in, there's some out on the uh, foyer. And next Sunday in our business meeting, we will be voting on this. So get a chance, look it over, see what you think. If you have any questions, you can call me or Jim Kinder or Linda Allison if, if you have any questions about it. And then, of course, next week at the business meeting, I'll go over it in more detail and then have discussion then if necessary. Just want to make sure everybody knows it's, it's that time of year again. So make sure you get you a... a a uh, copy and look it over for me. Thank you. And I think I was going to give it back to Chad who just went out the door. <laughs> You're back. Expand. Henry, can you expand on how discipline fits into the biblical cycle of revival? The uh, cycle is that God is on mission 
and he chooses a people and puts them on mission with him. That's the most significant moment. You now are united with him. But the tendency is for God's people to depart. Mm -hmm. And of course, when you depart from God, you're in desperate condition. So discipline then comes next. When we depart from God, he disciplines us to bring us back. And he disciplines us so significantly that we cry out to God. And then God puts the plumb line down and says, let me tell you where you used to be mm -hmm. and how far you've departed. And he's very kind to let us know yes. where we are and why he's disciplining us. How far have we fallen? And if he doesn't discipline us and bring us back, then it is perish. Uh, and uh, he doesn't want that. Mm -hmm. And so the discipline comes after we've departed whether our heart has departed or wh however we have uh, moved, away, moved away. And God wants to bring us back because the relationship is life. So he says, choose life. So don't forget about our revival. At this time, though, uh, I want us to uh, shift past announcements, and we are going to focus on prayer this morning. Um, I know there are a lot of prayer requests and prayer needs in our church. Um, if you were in our prayer chain, if you're in our prayer chain email, you've got some updates on Ann this week. She has been moved to Carolina Care in Cherville uh, for a rehab, right? And uh, do you know how long? Do we know how long she'll be there? They didn't say, so we're not sure how long she'll be there. Um, uh, I would ask. Uh, I would like to add a family to our prayer list that is not in our church family. It is a very special family to me that uh, I have a. I, it's the Minowitz family, and their son was one of my children uh, in my previous church several years back and he he had a lot of problems when he was younger and had a uh, had a transplant and uh, but now uh, the mom is uh, facing uh, cancer and um, the uh, treatment coming up so uh, just be in prayer for the Minowitz family and um, I don't think do we have any other prayer requests this morning while I'm here Oh, yeah, Ron Green, the coach at uh, Burns High School, he passed away. I remember being in prayer for his family this week. He was a very influential person in the, uh, in the Burns community. Um, they're having a big service for him tonight, and I, I predict it'll be packed. So if, if, there are no other, if there are no other prayer requests, let's, at this time, let's uh, bow our heads and uh, go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for the wonderful weather we're having outside, for the rain we've got this week. Thank you for allowing each and every one of us to be a part of this service today, to be here, to worship you, to focus on you, and just spend some time in your house with your people. Lord, there are many prayer requests in our church, Lord. 
I pray that for each prayer request we have that you know maybe we didn't we didn't want to mention it because of something going on in our lives or uh, maybe we just don't want to talk about it Lord I pray that your presence is filled on each and is felt on each and every one of those situations Lord be with Ann as she continues to recover this week um, pray for a speedy and fast recover, recovery for her Lord uh, be with the Menowitz family as they face um, a trying time ahead of them and Lord be with uh, the Ron Green family as they um, as they grieve and uh, face the loss of a family member but Lord I'm just grateful to know that when we leave this world it's not the end so we don't have to instead of grieving we're going to be sad we can also be joyful for those people because they are whole again Lord be with our service today be with me give me the confidence and the the words to say that are not my words Lord but are your words Lord be with Sandra as as we do the music and the choir just uh, be with each and every one of us and allow us to take our focus on the busy, busy world that we have outside and focus on you this morning, Lord, that you might speak to us and you might lead us. And just, Lord, we just love you and we praise you. And I ask all this in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross and rose again for our sins. Amen. Scripture tells us, for to me, to live is Christ. And if that is true, then Jesus is all the world to us. And if that is true, we want to praise his name through song. And if that is true, I'm going to ask you to stand and sing with us. Jesus is all the world to me, page 184. Would you stand, please? Jesus is all the world to me, my life, my joy, my all. He is my strength from day to day, without Him I would fall. When I am sad to Him I go, no other one can cheer.
Can I have all the kids come forward this morning? If you're already tired of looking at me this morning, I'm sorry. we got a little while left to go. Uh, I have a huge group of kids coming up this morning. I like it. Um, so guys, we have been working on what? What have we been working on? The Lord's Prayer. Good job, Thomas. We have been working on the Lord's Prayer. And so far, we have got this. We have got our Father who art in heaven. Can you guys say that? Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Alright, and so that is where we are now. So this week, we are on something new. We are going... And what you're going to learn this week is forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Can you say that? You will be able to by the time this is done. I feel confident. But so I got a question. That makes, does that make a lot of sense to everybody? No. no why not? Because sometimes these words... Get out. Listen, sometimes I see verses and I have to stop and I have to look up words and I have to just really break down and decide what they mean because the Bible uses big words. Sometimes it uses different phrases that we're not used to hearing. So it's important that we break these down and understand it. So that's what we've been doing. We've been breaking these down. And this is the biggest one yet. To me, this is the, the hardest one to for you guys to understand just by looking at it. So, but anybody, does anybody know what a debt is? If you're an adult in this room, I know you know what a debt is. I do. I, <laughs> uh, well, there's a couple times a debt. See, he said there's a credit card, and that's when you owe you owe the credit card company money, right? Well, there's this is a different kind. We're not talking about money today. We are talking about. Thing, kind of, we're talk, kind of talking about things people can do to, to hurt us or to just to be, maybe they're mean to us. Has anybody ever hurt your feelings? Yeah, somebody's hurt. Somebody, we've all had our feelings hurt. Do you think you've hurt somebody else's feelings? Yeah, probably so. All right, so in this morning, if you were in my Sunday school and in the little Sunday school, I think you were talking about Moses' family, but you were talking about the, the commands that he gave his family, right? Were you guys talking about that in Sunday school this morning? And so, and we looked at those commands and we looked at those rules that God's given us. And who's broke one of those rules before? Who's ever told maybe a little white lie? Maybe said, ah, it's not going to hurt anybody. It's just a white lie. Who has ever not listened to their mom and dad? There's lots of those. Who has ever maybe, and we've maybe taken the Lord's name in vain. Maybe you stubbed your toe and you've used God's name like you're not supposed to. These are all debts that we owe God because when we sin... 
Those are sins. When we sin, we have... Well, are you a theo- are you a theology major this morning, Thomas? <laughs> when you sin, it it makes God sad. God does, God gave us rules, and He doesn't like us to break His rule. But the Bible says that each and every one of us are going to break God's rules. There's only one man who's ever walked this earth who didn't break one of God's rules. Does anybody know who that was? That was Jesus. That's right. He was. Fully God, but he was also fully man. And he never broke one of God's rules. But all of us have. And so through Jesus, through him dying on the cross for our sins, we, have been, we can be forgiven for those sins. So God wants us to, when people hurt our feelings and do things against us, just like we do things against God, he wants us to forgive those people just like he forgives us. Isn't that cool? That God, that God forgives us and then says, you know what, in turn, I want you to forgive other people as well. Well, here in a little bit, Miss Celeste is going to take you guys out. And she's going to break this down a little bit more with you guys. And maybe even we're going to start putting this thing together and learning this Lord's Prayer. You guys excited about that? We're going to get the whole thing. And so not only are you going to learn it. I learned it when I was in Sunday school. I learned the Lord's Prayer. But when I was done... There were still some things in there I didn't know what they meant. I don't want you guys just to remember the words of it. I want you guys to know what each and every word of the Lord's Prayer means by the time we're done, okay? So let's bow our heads, and I'm going to ask you guys to sit right here, and then here in a little bit, Miss Celeste is going to take you out, okay? Bow our heads and go to the Lord in prayer. God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for each one of these boys and girls that are here today. Thank you for loving us. And thank you for sending Jesus Christ to forgive us for our sins. Lord, just as you forgive us for, for our sins through Jesus, give us the patience and the love and what we need to forgive people who hurt us and who do things against us. All this we ask in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, guys, let's go over again. In the Bible there are 16 different references to eagle's wings. Um, You know, in the Old Testament especially, there were a lot of references to things that people could associate with. Well, an eagle can see better and further distance than any other animal. And the eagle is also considered one of the strongest animals for its size. So there's a lot of references to God and an eagle. And it represents strength and loving kindness. There's also not another animal that will protect its young as much as the eagle. And I didn't realize that. So throughout the Bible, God promises to bring his people, us, through our problems, our pains, our situations. And boy, are we having a lot of pains and problems and situations this morning. If you don't believe me, come up here and look at the faces out there. (laughs) But there's some here, I even talked this morning, there's several here with headaches, stomach aches, issues going on at home, at school, on the job, financially. But we can still draw close to God because he's going to carry us through just like the eagle carrying its young through. 
because he loves us. So I pray this song this morning will encourage you to draw closer to God no matter what you're going through.
Thank you, choir. That was beautiful. Uh, thank you again for being here today. Uh, like I say, uh, you have to listen to me. Preacher Artie is uh, visiting family this week. He will be back next Sunday, I promise. Um, I get up here every Sunday. When I get up here, I always, I always think about time for some reason when I get up here. Not because I'm going to preach for two hours, because I don't want to. I want to get everything God says out. I want to, but I don't want to do it in five minutes. And then just because I because I have a tendency to talk really fast and do that. So maybe think about a story. There was a, a church, and they put out a pastor search committee, and they were looking for a new pastor. And uh, they went to this church, and they were really interested in this pastor. And he got up, and he preached for about seven minutes, and then he ended the service. And this pastor search committee, you know what? They were, they were really excited. They said, this is what we want. They said, well, they didn't, they didn't even think about it. They hired him on the spot, brought him in. Well... They brought him in and he come into the church and he, and he preached the next week. And he preached for about, about 10 minutes longer. And the deacons were met after church and they talked about it and they were like, guys, I don't, I don't know about this. What is going on? I said, we, you know, this guy preached for five, seven minutes and now he's preaching for 15. What is going on? They said, well, we'll just see what happens next week. Maybe the Lord really put it on his heart. Well, the next week he came in and he preached for 45 minutes. And the deacons are like, we can't, we can't do this. We've got to meet with him. And he, they met with the pastor after church, and they said, what is going on? He said, well, he said, the first week when I saw you guys, he said, I had just had some uh, work done to my dentures, and my mouth, were sore. my mouth was sore. So I got up there, and I, and I preached just a little bit. Well, the next week, I was feeling myself. I was back to normal, and that was about where I was. But with the, this past week, when I walked out of the house, I grabbed my wife's dentures and said, <laughs> my wife's not here today so because she's down with her back hurting so I felt comfortable saying that uh, but uh, no uh, really when I get up here I don't think about time I think about getting what the Lord said what the Lord puts on my heart out there but first I want to start off and uh, we are going to look at some scripture this morning we are going to read uh, Romans 12 verses 9 through 21 so if you would if you would just rise, stand while we Dive into God's Word together. Let love be without hypocrisy. Arbor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor giving preference to one another. Not lagging in diligence, fervent in the Spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfast in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints given to hospitality. Bless those who persecute you and do not curse. Rejoice those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather place to wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. 
Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you again for allowing us to be here to worship. Thank you for your words. Lord, I pray that as I, as I dive into this and I go through this, that it's not my words that I speak, but your words, Lord. Because I'm not the one that needs to be heard. Lord, just be with us through this message. Guide our hearts and let us focus on you this morning. All this we ask in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So, I'm not really trying to be repetitive. Two weeks ago I was up here and um, my sermon was like Jesus. And we talked about how we want to be like Jesus. And we looked at characteristics of Jesus and the things we should do in this world. This kind of piggybacks on that. And this is a letter to the Roman church. And it is, it literally says in the, in the subtext, it says in one of the Bibles I was looking at, to act like a Christian, how to, how to be a Christian, how to act like a Christian would act. And so what I wanted to do today is I wanted to look through each one of these verses and really break down what we're being told here about what it means to be a Christian. Because sometimes, um, I mean, once we get there, once we, it's really easy to, and I say it's easy, I say it, the easy part of becoming a Christian is the becoming a Christian part. The accepted, the, the realizing that we've messed up, accepting Jesus as our Lord and Savior, that, then it gets tough. Then we have a walk that we need to walk. Now we mess up, we stumble along the way, but if we're living in Jesus, we really want to serve Jesus, then these are things that eventually begin to come natural for us. Even though sometimes we have bad days, sometimes we... Um, just not in the mood and, and we stumble and, and we fall and we say and do things that hurt people's feelings and um, we, we try to look at those lines that God puts in the sand and says, listen, this is what I want you to do and we say, God, well, I want to do this. God still loves us when we do our own thing but it's not how he wants us to live. Um, so I want to start, and beginning in verse 9, it says, it tells us to love without hypocrisy. It just means to love and to mean it. Not love in front of somebody's face and then talk about them when we get behind them or, or to say we love somebody and we care about somebody and when we, when we turn around and we walk away from them, you know, all thought, all worry about them goes away. Love people and mean it. God loves us and He means it. He means it so much that He sent Jesus Christ to die on a cross for our sin. So love each other and mean it. Um, the second verse is, it said, the second point I have written down, it says, Arbor, what is evil? And this is what I was talking about because I'm not a, uh, I'm, I, I wouldn't say I was not a smart man, but I would say that 
sometimes words confuse me. So I had to, I had to get out my dictionary, or actually I pulled out my phone, and I you know, typed, got my dictionary, and I was like, I wanted to be sure I knew what that word arbor means. It tells us to, it, an arbor, so think about this, God's telling us to arbor what is evil. An arbor means to regard with disgust and hatred. Think about that as the world. We, we, we live in a world that constantly is telling us that sin is okay to accept sin and to just be okay with it. But God tells us that sin, when we see sin, we need to be strong and we need to say, you know what, that's not right. I don't like that. And I love people, and I'm not, but I'm not going to accept sin as the normal and right thing to do. Arbor what is evil. That is, um, it, it, it says, cling to what is good. Hang on to the good things that are in Jesus Christ. So, and that's not an easy thing for us to do in the world because... Um, a lot of times as Christians, we get a lot, we get slack for, um, you know, disagreeing with, uh, disagreeing with people who, who have sin in their lifestyle. And we all sin. We all fall short. We all mess up. The goal is not to get up in the morning and have that sin, have some kind of sin guide and lead your life. Yeah, you're going to stumble and you're going to fall along the way. But if you're living out sin, willingly, openly living out sin in your life, you're not living the way God wants you to live. That, that's just tired and true. Nothing, no, no arguing, no um, debating it. That's just how it is. Um, the third thing I want to look at is um, something that seems it should be easy. It's not always easy. Uh, love one another. Not just, not just the people that you like, not just the people you know, not just the people that you agree with. Love everybody, no matter what. And and see, and this is this could sound contradictory to the to the verse before, but I promise you, it's not. Love people, no matter their lifestyle, no matter their walk, no matter what they do. We're not loving their sin. We're not agreeing with their sin, but we're still loving people unconditionally because that's what Jesus did. Jesus went and ate and broke bread and hung out with sinners. That's what Jesus did. The difference is sometimes we get caught up in that and instead of pulling people away from their sin, we get drawn into, we get drawn into their sin. Love each other. The next one really stuck out to me. It said, be persistent. When serving God, doing what God wants you to do, is not always easy. Stick with it. It'll pay off, I promise. You may seem overwhelmed. It may seem like things aren't going your way at certain times. But you stick with serving God and you be persistent in what you do, it'll work out in the end. Another point, 
pray all the time. That doesn't mean we're walking around with our eyes closed, bumping into people praying. It means to include God in your everyday life, in your decisions. If you make a decision, if, if I have a decision to make about something, the first thing I do is I call and I talk to my wife. I say, hey, we, what do you think about this? And we talk over the pluses and the negatives and the pros and the cons and we decide either we're going to do that or we're not going to do that. Sometimes we forget to leave the most important, we forget to include the most important person into this. God should be, play a part in every part of our life, in every decision we make. And we forget that. Sometimes we forget and we say, okay, I've been to church on Sunday, Wednesday, I said my prayer before I eat, I said my prayer before bed, I'm good. But we didn't pray to ask God when we were in a tough financial decision or um, we had a decision to make about our time that was going to limit us one way or the other. God wants to be included in every part of your life. Think about when you were little. You're growing up, your parents make decisions. Your, your parents are a big part in your decisions. Sometimes my kids, I think they forget. They'll say, uh, well, I'm going to do this on Saturday. I was like, well, we didn't know anything about that. Well, what we're telling you right now, and I will tell them, I'll say, no, you come and you ask me, do we have time? I'm, I want to do this on Saturday. Do we have time? And then we make a decision, say, yes, you're going to do this, or no, you're not going to do that. And we forget to do that. We need to go to God and say, okay, God, this is what we want to do. What do you, th what, 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 you know, give me wisdom. Help guide me and make me good make make me make good decisions to where I need to be. Pray, be in prayer to God at all times. Um, give, give to others in need. Help others out. Not just money and things. Time, prayers, love. Give to people who need it in whatever way it is they need it. Um, this is uh, piggybacks on when I had, uh, I had love one another and uh, this one really stuck, just was really hard. Love your enemies. You guys have to pay everybody in here if you has somebody that they don't like. I mean, I have people I don't like. It's none of y'all, I promise. I, there's, I mean, but I still love them. There's people that have rubbed me the wrong way, and you know what? I would just assume not, not be in a situation where I have to be around that person. But I still, if it came down to it, and that person needed my help for something they need, God tells us, you know what we got to do? We got to love that person regardless of if we like them or not. Love your enemies. Um, next one on my, on my list I have is uh, something that uh, I like to aggravate Jonathan about. I'm going to pick on him this morning. Is uh, be humble. That is a, when you're a teenage boy, there is nothing humble about you. They are the man and they know it. You know, whether it be sports, whether it be the decisions they're making, whether it be their schoolwork, but guess what? It doesn't change for us when we're adults. It is, sometimes it is really hard for us to humble ourselves and, and put ourselves down here when we want to be up here. But God tells us, 
to humble ourselves. Jesus said himself, he said he didn't come, he didn't come to serve, he, came, he, didn't, he didn't come to be served, he came to serve. He came to humble himself. He humbled himself so much that he gave his life on a cross where it's between two thieves and it should have been us hanging there. It should have been us paying for those sins. But he paid for those sins in our place. He humbled himself to do that. I promise that you can humble yourself to love somebody, to care about somebody, to put somebody else's needs before your own. The next one was really hard, was really, really hard too. I'm not bragging. It's not, I'm a very, I'm a, I don't know how much, you guys know this, but I'm very much a people pleaser. I'm very much a go with the flow kind of person. If somebody asks me to do something, even if I don't want to do it, I'm going to say, all right, fine, I'll do it. I, if somebody needs something, if somebody is arguing, I'm like, let's, let's not argue about it. But this, it, it, live peacefully with all men. Live peacefully with each other. That is a very difficult thing to do in this world. Yeah, who in here has social media? Facebook, anybody? You get on Facebook, I promise you they're not living peacefully with each other on there. There are lots of arguments and fusses going on there every day. And like I said, we have that draw to sin, right? I, I'm, I can't sit here and say that I've not been drawn into one of those Facebook arguments in time to time. Sometimes I've typed up a whole, somebody posts something, and I'll just think, all right, I'm going to say something. I'll type up this big long thing, and then I'll just delete it when I'm done and not type anything. Or somebody will send you a text message, and you type up this really long text message, and right before you send it, you delete it, and you put okay, and you send that instead. You guys ever done that before? Yeah, see, living peacefully with each other is what God commands us to do. But it's not the easy thing to do. Um, we move on down through our verses. It says, overcome evil with good. There's a lot of evil in our world today. A lot of... Uh, we, live in the, we live in this society that is... I can do it my way. My way is my way. Your way is your way. Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but God's way is the only way. Um, and that's just how it is. We, when we, in, in that society where there is no truth, everybody has their own truth. Everybody can feel their own way, and you just have to be okay with it. God's Word is the ultimate guide to how we need to live our life. And if, you're, and if you're living outside and what's contradictory to God's Word, you're not living in a way that's pleasing to God. He still loves you. He still, he still, he still wants to know you if you don't know Him. He still, he still wants to bring you in and, and part of the family. But I hate to tell you that your way... Is not, is, is you, if your way is different than the Word of God, then if you think your truth is okay, then your truth is not okay. God's truth is the only truth that matters. Um, as we move on down through this list toward the end, I want to reread verses 17 
through uh, 21 again, again. It says, Repay no one evil for evil, having regard for good things in the sight of all men. All we just went over. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give peace. Rather give place to wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, and I will replace, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. There's one section of this verse, of these scriptures that we read. The, this is the section I want you to think about. So we're going through our everyday lives. We're going to come in situations where people are going to do you wrong. And you're going to be tempted to do wrong to them in return. That old saying, two wrongs don't make a right. I know everybody's heard that before. Um, so have regard for good things in the sight of all men. Live peacefully among each other. You're not always going to agree eye to eye. Because you're not going to always going to see eye to eye on everything you talk about. Like, for instance, I can sit here and I can tell you that Duke is the greatest basketball team of all time. But I know there are people out here that are going to disagree with me. And I respect your opinion to be wrong. That's okay. <laughs> but I still live peacefully with the Carolina fans. There are a lot of them here. Uh, I still live peacefully with them. But seriously, live peacefully with each other, regardless of minor differences in your life. Hey, and if somebody is living outside of God's will, it doesn't give you the right to treat them differently or be mean to them or cast them out because, because they're living differently. We, you know what we do in those situations? We love, we love, and we love. And that is the best way to guide people to Jesus Christ, is to love people the way Jesus Christ loved the world. Be willing to put yourself to put yourself out, to be uncomfortable, to do without, to help and to love others. So as we close, I just want to encourage you guys this week to go back and look through this scripture, Romans 12, 9 through 21. Reread it. Read it a couple times. It tells us how to walk the walk of someone who serves and loves God. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for, uh, again, for allowing us to be here. Thank you for your word. Thank you for speaking through me. Lord, help us as we go out into this world to walk the walk that you would have us walk, God, and not our own path, not our own way but your path alone. We love you and praise you in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. And I will be down front. If anybody wants to make any decisions or needs to pray, I'd be glad to pray with you. We sing our invitational hymn, number 447, Trust and Obey. Would you stand, please?
coming out real quick uh, don't forget prayer walk at five o'clock at Crest High School this afternoon um, and a prayer time at Joy's house at 630 on Tuesday uh, those things are in your bulletin um, as we close I'm gonna ask uh, brother Nick to close us in prayer and I hope to see you guys next week your love out into the world. All this we pray in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.